0: For tonight's uh, brief uh, Thursday night program, I would like to talk about an ayat which has been repeated uh, twice, one after another, from Surah Sharh, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the reality of this life in this dunya. I think there is a need for us to always refocus on why we are here and to realize that the dunya is darul bala or darul amal. When we say darul bala, which means it's the place of test and trial. There are challenges that we have to go through and this is very much connected, this concept, with this idea of the life in hereafter. If a person doesn't believe in qiyamat and the akhirat, then this concept has no meaning at all then they will just try to maximize whatever goodness they have from the worldly point of view here because they know this is the only thing. But if we look at the Islamic perspective and the revealed religions, we talk about the hereafter and the Day of Judgment, then this concept makes sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent us to this dunya in order to see what is the worth of ourselves. And one cannot know himself or herself, or others cannot evaluate the individuals unless they see that person going through some, you know, challenging situations. When things are okay, everybody is fine. That's not the time when you come to know, you know, whether this person is going to be uh, loyal with you or not. It is during the time of difficulties and challenges that a, the, the worth of a person comes up. You just think about somebody who goes to the school, you know, the entire high school. And at the end, he doesn't you know, appear for the exams you know, in the four, uh, four years. Well, you, that person cannot ex- expect any you know, certification or reward on this issue. Because people go through that, but then the time of test comes in. It is the time of test that this school and the teacher would be able to evaluate the worth of this individual. And so when we talk about this dunya, we have to realize that this is Darul Imtahan, Darul Bala, this is the place of test and trial. And the worth of our iman, our steadfastness, You know, the quality of our amal all depends on the uh, pressure which is put on us, you know, because that is the purpose of this dunya. But at the end, we are always told, don't look at the challenges and hardship and the difficulties uh, to be there all the time. Because at the end, you will have the good result. In many cases, you will see the result in, in this dunya. And before I go to this ayat, you know, let me uh, share with you a du'a that we recite every day. Sometimes things become ritual, it's part of the habit, so we don't really focus on the wordings and the message that we are getting. One of the du'as that we recite is the du'a after namaz e And there we are actually um, you know, reminded of this reality all the time where, and this is a du'a which has come from Imam Ja'far al salatu was-salam. There are three parts to this du'a. Uh, in the first one, we basically ask uh, the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from four things. Number one, Allahumma inni ya'udhu bika min nafsin la tashba' Nafs means our soul or, you know, you're uh, talking about the, referring to the belly in, in, the, in the real sense because that is the um, symbol of our uh, desires. And we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that yes, you created us as human beings, you created some desires within us, but Allah, we ask you protection from the desires which are never, never satisfied. So give us this contentment in fulfilling whatever we do, and after that we should be able to control. And what that means is that we do not go beyond what is halal as far as fulfillment of the desires is concerned. Whether it is food and drink or other you know, desires that Allah has created for us. Then we are talking about the spiritual situation. qalbin la yakhsha. O Allah, I seek protection from the heart which is not humble to you. So give me that, you know, humility on a spiritual level. To be khashi' when I stand up on the musalla and also when I make the decisions in my life whether I should do or not, do this or not. You know, if the heart is khashi' and it is humble to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will follow what Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la wants us to do. And then number three, وَمِنْ عِلْمِ اللَّهِ يَنْفَعُ oh Allah, I seek protection from the knowledge which is not going to benefit me. There are different, you know, uh, issues that we can talk about. If somebody is very well, you know, um, expert during those days, there were people, you know, you go and just ask them, you know, can you give me the line of my ancestry, they will give you the, all the names, till about, you know, ten generations. That's an ilm. You know, but it really doesn't have much of a benefit for that individual. When we talk about ilmun la yanfa, one of the meaning would be that the knowledge that we acquire, but we do not put to practice. You know, people have this uh, habit of using the name of uh, marhoom ayatullah bahjad. He's known to be a very pious, you know, ulama of our time. And there are so many hundreds and hundreds of stories um, from some of the speakers, especially the Lady Zakirat, mashallah, every majlis they have a story about him. And all these stories have come after he died. So we have to be a little bit careful about, you know, the stories. But there is one statement, which is, um, Recorded by a close student of him, where a person came to him, a young man. You know, these days everybody has this desire. You know, I Bhajat, I want I want to become Arif. I want to become, you know, uh, have irfan and spirituality like you. You know, so tell me, give me some clue what to do. And his answer was very important, very, very powerful. He said, tell me. Do you all already, have you already practiced all the things that you know? Once you've done it, then come to me and then I'll tell you what to do next. So we have knowledge of so many things, but we do not really practice. And this is where we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, you know, keep us away from the knowledge which is known, nafa, and benefit. And number four... Four items of protection. Number one was wa min uh, and the last one is wa min la yusma. Allah, protect us from the dua that I do, but with a dua that You don't listen to it. And one of the reasons why the duas are, do not even reach to Allah subhanahu wa taala is because we created, you know, barriers between ourselves and the Arsh of Allah subhanahu wa taala. By sins. And this is where we talk about this issue of tawassul. You know, to make the Prophet and his Ahlul Bayt his wasila so that our du'as can reach with their wasila to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salawat <laughs> So, this du'a of after Namazi Asr, the second part is relevant to the theme. That, you know, this dunya is darul bala. And that is where we say, Allahumma inni al yusra ba'dal usur. That, oh Allah, we ask you to have a yusr after usur. Usur means difficulty, hardship. And yusr means to have it easy. And so the dua is that, oh Allah, you know, give us yusr after usur. We are not asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to give us difficulties and challenges. It will be there. What we are asking is Allah, you know, at least give us that light at the end of the tunnel. We are going through usr, but we know there is usr at the end. That is what we are asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. al karb. Now when we talk about yusr here, it could be financial matter usur uh, difficulty from the financial point of view. This is just well, one dimension of it. The second is, well, that Allah, you know, give me, I'm asking for uh, freedom from grief. Karb is grief and Faraj is to be free from that grief. When we say, when we Sharif praying for, to, for the Imam, we are talking about this, you know, freedom from the grief and the, um, you know, hardship that Imam is going through because of this process of ghaibat. Now here, when we talk about al-faraj, ba al-karab, this could even refer to the issue of, um, you know, political difficulties that we go through. Social-political environments are not always the same. As I just mentioned in the um, Friday khutbah, that you just go to Iraq at, this, at the moment, you will see there, is the, there are challenges and difficulties that people go through. And so not all the times, you know, you have the peaceful environment. And this is where we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Faraj after Karb. And this is where again, that we go through difficulties and Allah is testing us to see how we react to those difficult situations. But the Dua is that, oh Allah, we want to see the Faraj at the end. And the third element there is the issue, Ar-Rakhaa Ba'ad Al-Shidda. Shidda means distress. ar is relief from, uh, you know, so we are, we are asking for relief from distress. This could refer, as one major example would be of physical challenges that we have. Illness or disability and things like that. And this is where, you know, we see that in this sentence, اللهم al اليسر بعد العسر والفرج بعد الكرب والرخاء بعد الشدة We are basically asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we accept that dunya is a place of difficulties and hardship. We are not denying that and we are not saying that, you know, we want to have an easy life. But Allah give us the life of hope. So that we know at the end of the tunnel there is light that we will be helped by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eventually. Salawat wa ta'ala. The last part of the du'a'i <laughs> Allahumma ma bina mi ni'matin famink la ilaha illa ant that oh Allah this is thanking Allah and acknowledging that oh Allah whatever ni'mat that we see, blessings that we see, this is all from you. La ilaha there is no god but you you are the ultimate you know uh, provider for us and therefore astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk i ask forgiveness from you and repent towards you for my shortcomings and this is this is where we see that even the duas that our imams have taught us actually reminds us of the realities uh, of this dunya and how we should you know mentally prepare ourselves we cannot deny challenges. You know, as Amir al-Mu'mineen, um, when he heard somebody saying that, oh Allah, do not put me in bala. And Amir al says, then what is the purpose of this dunya? You're as if saying, oh Allah, don't, don't, you know, don't let me go through the purpose of this life. No, you should be praying that Allah give me the ability to handle the bala and the challenges in the right way. So the Bala would be there the challenges would be there, but we are praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You know to have the wisdom and the courage and the ability to handle You know those challenges in the right way, which will be pleasing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <laughs> In surah Sharh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually talks about this issue, referring to the Prophet himself. He's the example. You know, he's anbiya, he's the Sayyid al He he's the head of the Ambiya and the Mursaleen, and he had been as- assigned this duty of conveying Islam. Right from the very beginning, you know the history, and I'm just, you know, relying on your, on your uh, history there, that the opposition and the difficulties that he faced, to the extent that they finally planned to assassinate him and he was forced to leave his own home, hometown and go to Makkah, and go to Medina, And this is where we see that, you know, even that during the difficult times, sometimes the Prophet will come home and really feel very down, if I may use that term, that I'm working so hard to convey the message of Allah that the people are not listening to me. Those who accepted Islam in Mecca were very few. And this is where we see, you know, the Prophet used to say that at least when I go home, when I look at the face of Khadijah, you know, all my worries and, and difficulties are relieved. I don't think think about any anymore because she was the moral support for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. in this surah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again consoling the prophet that you are going through difficulty but you know remember that at the end there is hope there where he begins by saying alam sadrak oh muhammad have we not you know given you a big heart a heart which can you know receive the revelation and the wahi from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a heart which has this element of Mercy and benevolence towards even those who are opposing him. And oh, Muhammad, didn't we not, you know, um, relieve you of the burden which was on your back? On your back. And this is where um, it refers to the support that Amirul Mu'mineen provided to Rasulullah. Uh, when he reached to that age and started helping Rasulullah in wa And then Allah says, Oh Muhammad remember we have elevated your name. And this is, this is the amazing thing that you know the dunya tried uh, so much during the life of the Prophet, after the life of the Prophet, to the present time. They attempt to malign the name of the Prophet, the image of the Prophet, you know, um, has been unprecedented in history. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We have elevated your name, and that name is always high. means even in this difficult time that we are going through, you know, when you look at the name of Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam. The the number of people who always stand up in millions and millions every day and when they recite this kalimah This is one manifestation of the uh, uh, And so after that, you know, reminding him of these three blessings, he says مَعَ إِنَّا مَعَ He repeats that twice. There Muhammad, have hope. Because after every situation of Usur and difficulty, there is age, there is, you know, um, a good situation happens after that. Things will be better. And this is a message not only for him, it is a message for us also. To always be hopeful with the mercy and the help of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala salawatun alayhi wa salam Khuda wande alam اس repeat kiya hai inna ma'al usri yusra ہم لوگوں نے جو دعا مانگی ہے اس میں کہا ہے ہم لوگوں نے کہ خداوندہ ہم لوگوں کو مثلا فرج عطا کر بعد الكرب یعنی کرب جب ختم ہو جائے تو اس کے بعد فرج ہو رخاہو بعد الشدہ بعد کی بات ہے کہ شدت ختم ہو تو رخاہ ملے یہاں نے تعبیر ذرا یہ کہ مَعَلْ Yusura. maaka warde baad nahi hai khuda ye nahi kehta hai ke usr ke milega ye nahi kehta hai ke bad ke baad jo hai milegi balki yahan khuda wand e alam ka kehna hai ke pareshani ke sath hi aasani hai matlab hai ke if you are looking for that result at the end you have to go through the process of the challenge and hardship. नहीं है कि वो एक दूसरे से अलग है, فَإِنَّ مَعَ the عُسُرَكَ سَاتْهَا और इसको खुदा वंदे अल्लाह repeat किया है। ये युसुर की जो बात हो रही आसानी की बात हो रही ज़िंदगी में जो है चैलेंज जिससे हम किस तरह से आसानी के साथ you know उसको cover कर सकें इसका नतीजा यह नहीं है कि इंसान जो है दुनिया ही में युसुरु को देखेगा कभी-कभी इंसान इस दुनिया में इप्तला से गुजरता है इमतहान से गुजरता है और उसको नतिजा दुनिया में नहीं मिलेगा मुमखने बऱ्क में नजर आए या अगर शायद आखरत में नजर आए और इसलिए इंसान को हमेशा यह आखरत वह लोग जो सिर्फ दुनिया के बात करते हैं आ آخرरत को नहीं मानते हैं उनके लिए दुनिया की तकलीफ को बर्दाश करना मुश्किर हो जाता है इसलिए कि उनके लिए कोई उम्मीद नहीं है हमारे लिए जो آخرत का تص خुद जो है एक फॉफुल सचुएशन है इसमें उम्मीद दिला जाती है कि خुदावनदम آخرर में حالات कमाल को हासिल करने के लिए इंसान को दुनिया के इब्तिलाआत और इम्तिहान और डिफिकल्टीज को एक्सेप्ट करना पड़ता है कभी-कभी वो इंसान अपने अपने कमालात को साबित करने के लिए खुद ही डूब जाता है तकलीफों में कहता है खुदावंदा तुम्हें इम्तिहान लेना है हम तैयार हैं बस हमें वो ताकत दे कि हम इस इम्तिहान से गुजर सकें इमाम के लिए क्या बात دنیاوی طور پر موت کی بات تھی زندگی ختم ہو جائے گی لیکن حسین ابن علی کے لیے حقیقت صرف دنیا نہیں ہے دنیا کے ساتھ ایک آخرت بھی ہے اور اس لیے آپ دیکھیں کہ مشکل سے مشکل مرحلے میں حسین ابن علی نے جو ہے تکلیفوں کو برداشت کیا ہے اس کو کیا ہے اس کی طرف بڑھے ہیں तभी जो तो तभी तो हमारे छठे इमाम कहते हैं कि हमारे जितने इमाम हैं अव्वल से लेकर आखिर तक सबके बारे में एक जुमला कहते हैं कि सब हम जितने इमाम हैं पहले से लेकर में तक सब हम सफरुन् नजात हैं हम लोग निजात की कश्ती हैं वी आर द आर्क ऑफ सलवेशन लेकिन फिर कहते हैं लेकिन एक डिफरेंस है फाइनस सफिनत जद्दुल हुसैन لیکن وہ سفینہ جو میرے جد حسین کا ہے ان تمام سفینوں میں سے زیادہ واسٹ ہے है, ہے اور اس کی سپیڈ سب سے تیز ہے خدا مند عالم نے یہ فضیلت آئیم اہل بیت میں حسین ابن علی کو کیوں دی ہے اس لیے کہ حسین ابن علی نے جانتے ہوئے ارادہ کرتے ہوئے ان ताकि दीन इलाही को वो बचा सके आप सोच लें के जो कुछ اشار پیش کیے جاتے ہیں کربلا کے حوالے سے جس میں ایک جملہ یہ ہے کہ حسین ابن علی نے آخری مرحلے میں جو کچھ اشعار پڑھے تھے اس میں سے ایک جملہ یہی تھا کہ خداوند ترکت الخلقہ فی ہواک کہ خداوند ہم نے اس پوری دنیا کو چھوڑ دیا ہے تیری محبت کے خاطر وعائتم وعائتم اور میں نے اپنے بچوں کے یتیم ہونا گوارہ کیا ہے کہ وہ یتیم ہو جائیں تاکہ تیرے جمال کے زیارت ہو سکے یہ جذبہ تھا حسین ابن علی کا اور اسی لئے آپ دیکھیں کہ جب ششماہ کو تیر لگا ہے حسین ابن علی کے لئے بڑا مشکل مرحلہ تھا اس وقت لیکن جب آتے ہیں خیمے کی طرف زبان پر کیا جملے تھے یقیناً آنسو ضرور تھے آنکھ میں لیکن زبان پر کوئی شکوہ نہیں تھا رِذًا بِقَوَائِهِ وَتَصْلِيمًا لِأَمْرِهِ اور یہ بار بار یہ جملہ کہتے رہے کہ خداونداد تو نے جو قضاء و قدر کی بات کی ہے ہمارے لیے جو کچھ ہے ہم اس امتحان سے گزرنا چاہیں گے اور خوبی کے ساتھ گزرنا چاہیں گے حضر دارن حسین یہ چند لمحے جو ہے آشور کے دن کے کہ جو حسین مقتل سلگے سے لے کر خیمگاہ تک اسغر کو لیے ہوئے اپنے ہاتھ میں جب جا رہے تھے یہ سب سے مشکل مرحلہ تھا حسین کے لیے اس دن یہ پوری دنیا اپنی تمام وسعتوں کے باوجود حسین کے لیے تنگ ہو چکی تھی اور آخر میں شیخ عباس قمی کی روایت ہے نفس المحموم میں بیان کرتے ہیں کہ ہمت نہیں ہوئی حسین کی کہ اصغر کو جناب رباب کے سامنے لے جائیں بلکہ روایت میں یہی ہے کہ ایک آواز آئی دعو یا فی التراب یا حسین حسین اس को کو جو ہے زمین کربلا میں تم دفن کر دو ہم نے جنت میں دودھ پلانے والی کا انتظام کیا ہے عجب نہیں کہ فاطمت الزہرہ نے جب اس منظر کو دیکھا ہوگا اور اپنے بیٹے کی اس تکلیف کو اور उन्होंने कहा होगा खुदावंदा रबाब बर्दाश्त नहीं कर सकेगी हुसैन को हुक्म दे दो कि वो असगर को दफन कर दे हम दुनिया हम जन्नत में दूत पिलाने वाले का इंतजाम कर लेंगे अल अला नतुल्लाही अल कौम الظالمین سیعلم اللذین ظلموا ايمنقلب ينقلبون खुदावंदा इस करली कबूल फरमा हमारे